This is Paul Nobles from Eat to Perform, and I am sitting here in our fundamentals class. We don't normally do this as a podcast, but Monday has been getting pretty crazy recently, and so we haven't been able to get uh, Monday fit in recently. So we decided to do this one. The fundamentals right now basically happen every other week and if you're watching on Facebook I'm kind of talking to you directly um, but we do these right now every other week and as we get closer to the first of the year we'll probably have to do these a little bit more often just because there's gonna be a whole lot of folks coming in and kind of wanting to know how to get things set up and, and how do I use my trend sheet and what do I need for protein and all that kind of stuff. So um, we will kind of run through that piece at some point here. Um, Sarah is the the person doing all the, the crazy behind the scenes stuff. So uh, Sarah, do you want to say hi from the hamster wheel? Hi from the hamster wheel. Just sitting away here, pulling up trend sheets. So um, we do have, we did have someone that was set uh, where they could talk, um, so that, that was not good, um, but... Um, well, they called in on the phone is what, because they're not, they're not, uh, not able to meet them. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Um, is, are they still on the phone? I mean, because we could maybe get their trend sheet set up. Nobody is answering, so we'll just kind of move on from there. Yeah, I'm on the phone. Okay, so, yeah, so are you trying to get yeah. your, are you trying to just listen in, or are you trying to... Um, I have no idea what is going on. I'm very new to this, so you guys should tell me what to do. Okay, well, how do you spell your last name, Karen? Byers, D-Y-E-R-S, D as in boy. Awesome. Okay, so we'll just start off right there, since she's on the phone, um... And we'll just kind of run through things a little bit. Normally that can be a little weird in podcast land. So uh, we'll see how it plays out. Um, not all of these podcasts actually end up making it because they sometimes get a little choppy or whatever. As you guys, anybody who subscribes to the podcast knows there's virtually no editing going on with that. Um, ain't nobody got time for that. The um, okay, so so basically, for Karen, she's at kind of her beginning macros. Um, goal is fat loss, and kind of the thing that you normally see when someone first starts off is sort of choppy. You know, some days log, some days not log, not a lot of greens. Um, one thing that is cool about Karen's situation is that she doesn't seem to be particularly scared of carbohydrates. I do see that fats tend to drift up a lot, which I would imagine is um, kind of enlightening for you. For you to get to fat loss, Karen, um, and, and do we ever do we have any body fat information from you in the past or something like that? No, sure don't. Okay. Because when you're already lean and you are quite lean, um, typically a big part of the answer is going to be building some level of muscle. 
And so what I would like you to do is basically just follow the plan that we've written. Um, what do you think is the problem? What do you? Why aren't you able to do the plan the way that it's written so far? Is it just because it's new and you're struggling on planning? Or talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, it's because it's new. I've never, I've never dieted. Um, I'm, I'm very physically active. Um, I, the fats for me tend to accumulate in a little bit here and there in, in multiple foods. Um, and I didn't realize, I, I, I learned, yeah, I, I definitely have too much fat in my diet. I'm not getting enough carbs and I'm not getting enough protein. And through foods alone, I'm struggling um, to increase my protein and carb intake. Well, you have a you planning problem. Yeah, you have a planning problem. Okay, you don't have a food problem, right? So, oh, okay. you know, when you look at the the dieting piece, right, like you're calling it, I mean, frankly, you're not in a situation where, you know, you would be on a strict diet per se, right? I mean, your calories, right. your, your, you know, I don't know if you mind me telling people, but, you know, Karen is a relatively yeah. small um, athlete. Right, so so two thousand calories tends to be a, a fair amount of calories for you. I do think that if the goal is to lean out, that we're probably going to want to up these fats. Here's what you know, and and we talk to a lot of people um, with their initial phone calls in situations similar to yours, right? And you know, you've been around about a month now. And you're kind of dinking and dunking around the program and, and, and logging your food and stuff like this. It's kind of interesting because the topic that I was going to bring up before we started to get into trend sheets is your exact situation, right? So you're not dieting, you know, at least most of the time, right? So so normally you can get right. away with, you know, I mean, you're, you're a relatively lean person as it is, but then you're thinking to yourself, okay, I'm working out hard. Why aren't my muscles showing up the way that I need them to or, or you know, things of that nature? What I think the majority of people struggle with is not the, the, the intuitive eating piece, right? Intuitive eating, like in your case, you might, intuitively eat more fats so therefore your your calories end up being okay but fats aren't particularly great for muscle building per se they are at times because you know when you combine fats with carbohydrates usually you're going to get kind of you know you're you'll be what they refer to as hypercaloric meaning that your calories are higher for any one given day and what that allows for you to do is be at a little bit of a surplus so you can you know take whatever you're doing in the weight room or crossfit or whatever you do and that will ultimately end up with more lean mass as you go the problem that you run into though is without planning without some level of of consistency you know, you end up kind of being all over the map and your your results kind of show that you're getting all over the map results, right? I mean, you're you're already doing pretty good, but you know, you probably joined Eat Perform to go, okay, if I'm gonna work out this hard, I might as well try to nail down this food piece. Is that close to correct? Yeah, 
So for most people, even people that aren't lean, it's not the the periods of a deficit that are an issue. It's really the period where you're in right now, right? So what we often recommend for new people that are struggling right out the gate, you know, is to plan your day ahead of time, right? And you know, you hear a lot of people talking about macro Tetris and and trying to fit in. You know, I've got you know, and, and I'm guilty of it myself, but, but I'm usually in a pretty good ballpark, right? So at the end of the night, if I need 30 grams of, of fats, you know, I'll just have, you know, whatever that amounts to in rice checks um, as a little bit of a snack before bed. You're so far out of the map with the protein, with the carbs, with whatever, that it really is, is you know, you're like, where do I even start? Right. And where you start is plan out your meal the next day in my fitness pal and you'll see a much better result. Um, when we are trying to work towards adequate amount of calories, there's a few things that you want to get right. I mean, you always want to get protein right. Right. Um, mostly from Whole Foods. You know, one of the recommendations that I always make is lean chicken or chicken breast, right? Because chicken breast, um, not going to have a lot of fat. Uh, if you're, if you're, let's say 60, 70 grams low, you can have, you know, um, you know, anywhere from six to nine ounces and get you pretty close to there. I always like to have white rice cooked and ready to go. Um, boy. You know, my, the way that I eat is so simple. I mean, what are, what are your thoughts um, and, and what are some changes that, that you think you might need so you can have more success planning that way? I think planning the day before is a great idea. Um, I could definitely implement that. And the other thing that I've implemented recently um, I, you know, I work in an office all day, so I have to, I try to do a lot of meal prep and planning on Sunday so that I can take a lot of my food and snacks in with me to the office. Yeah. Um, but recently I just started uh, implementing with about one or two protein shakes a day to get that extra protein. Mm -hmm. And then I recently also bought some carbohydrate supplements to get that additional carbs in my diet as well. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because I think when you're not well planned, you tend to want to go to shakes and and and, and carbs like you're saying as supplements. Yeah. Um, the more you plan, the less you have to rely on that. Um, and I'm a great example. You know, it's, I mean, people think I don't know what people think. <laughs> you know, like like I live on protein shakes or something. I don't. Um, mm -hmm. I might have. Um, protein in my oatmeal. Other than that, I get all my carbohydrates from starchy sources like oatmeal, uh, potatoes, um, you know, obviously white rice. The two things that I almost always have in my refrigerator, of course, I don't have it in my refrigerator um, right now because I was on a mini vacation, is uh, 9010 um ground beef um sometimes if like 8515 is on sale grass fed i will buy that um 
And then the other one is, uh, you know, I just cook up a lot of chicken strips. And so usually, you know, a lot of the time during lunch, I will have either ground beef or chicken with that rice. Um, truthfully, it's usually ground beef. And the reason why it's ground beef is I just find that that, you know, that level of fat isn't too extreme, but is enough to kind of hold me to the end of the day. And then a lot of times at the end of the day, if I just need a quick meal, you know, honestly, I am the most simplistic eater. I, I think a lot of people would not, <laughs> not eat well the way that I eat. But it's not uncommon for me to just have like, like Frank's hot sauce with like some ranch dressing and just dip a chicken breast in there or a, a, a chicken tender. You know, I, I cook them bare. So it's with like some, uh, I'll grill them up with uh, some salt and pepper. But I will eat three or four of those strips just like that and then have a salad and then that might be my dinner. Usually a lot of my, my carbohydrates rather than drinking carbohydrates or something like that. And I do have Vitargo on occasion, but it's been very rare lately. Um, what... What I will typically do is use the meals outside of, um, outside of, you know, my main meals as my starchy carbohydrates. So like I said, kind of oatmeal is almost like a snack for me. Uh, another snack. See, these are, it's interesting because one of the things that I think people struggle with, especially when they first start to eat and form and they're not planning well, they start snacking a lot, Right. And they start filling in with snacky kinds of foods. And then they start overdoing those snacky kind of foods. And, and I'm as guilty of that as anybody, right? Um, so what I do when I'm trying to tighten the game up a little bit is I have more meal snacks. And so I'll give you an example of a meal snack I would have. Um, one of my go-tos in the afternoon, well, you know, one snack that I like a lot is, is <laughs> well, once again, Skinny Girl Popcorn comes up. But, but like, I use the lime and, and sea salt Skinny Girl Popcorn, um, which isn't super high with calories. And then um, I'll have kombucha. Um, but another snack that I will have is whole fat um, Faj yogurt with a little bit of honey and one serving of granola. And that's a good source of carbohydrates. It's not typically what we would prescribe around a workout. Typically, you would want faster loading at that point. But usually, I don't have it around my workout. So yesterday, last yesterday, I worked out at 7 p.m. I ended up having the yogurt around, I would say, 3 to 3.30, right? But... One of the things that I would suggest to anyone starting off is don't resort to snacks as much as you should resort to bigger kind of meals almost. Like like I said, the oatmeal or or like the the um the uh yeah the yogurt would be good examples of of if you thought of them like you were nine years old, right? It's almost like a, a good afternoon snack that will kind of last you till till dinner right um and then usually i like to have 
Um, I've been really on to this kick. I should probably let everybody know the brand that I'm, I'm eating, but um, I like ginger snaps right now. They're like these mm-hmm. really thin ginger snaps. Um, and, and usually that's, that's been one of my go-to desserts right before bed. So here's my suggestion to you. What I would like you to do is plan things a little bit better. Like I said, you know, if, if there's any one thing that I can, can highly impress upon you is, is cook up some chicken breast, cook up some ground beef, and those will help a lot. I do, by the way, I do get in more variants by using HelloFresh. Um, on the weekends, you know, we get our HelloFresh delivered to us on Friday. You know, if you're kind of new and, and you're just, you know, relatively, you know, getting started with meal planning, that might not be something that you would add in right now. But for me, as you can sort of tell, my variance isn't super high. So, you know, um, I use Date Night and HelloFresh to get a little bit more variance. Um, but here's what I would like you to do for the next two weeks. Let's try and let's try and get some greens there, right? Let's, you know, I'd say probably 75% to 90%. I want greens. And then what ends up happening, because a lot of the way that people look at their trend sheets is they look at their trend sheets as like something that they're using to get information. And that's not what a trend sheet is. What a trend sheet is, is you're doing your plan and you're putting this information so we know how to adjust your plan, right? So we're going to put two good weeks together and then request a review. Now, when I say request a review, I mean literally, you know, on November 9th, set a reminder to hit your trend sheet, request a review so we can look and see how the plans plan is going. Does that sound good? Yeah. All right. No problem. That's probably I like buried her, buried her with the information. But it was kind of cool because some of the themes that I wanted to talk about actually um, came up in that in that discussion. Yeah. So uh, Colleen uh, was on first on the webinar. Um, do you see her sheet at the top there? I do. She's reversing out, and um, you had said you wanted to bump her up again, so she's looking for some feedback. So the big thing that we're looking at is, is weight stable and or trending down and weight is stable and weight is trending down. So what we're going to want to do is continue. What Colleen is doing, I mean, is just so brilliant and and I, I love seeing it because what I think happens is when somebody's in a fat loss phase, they tend to push the calories low and get in as many steps as possible. And then when they start to reverse out, what they end up doing is sort of the opposite of that, right? So what they end up doing is they end up sort of compromising their potential, weight starts to go up a little bit, now we gotta play with calories more. In this instance, she 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 took it to heart and really pushed it and so so that's that's a big reason why her result is good so I'm gonna go ahead and make these changes it's pretty big changes um, because I think that if we can set things up this way one I think it's gonna be great for the holidays 
Um, she'll be able to get through the holidays. It's going to be easy to fit in a lot of foods, but it'll also set us up real good after the holidays. Um, now, can you still lose weight? Because we have her in performance. Can she mm -hmm. still lose weight at these macros? Absolutely. You know, and I suspect that she will. Um, but we got to make sure to keep the activity high. And if weight stays relatively the same, that's okay. Um, because what we're really trying to do is set up a bigger deficit later on. Not going to fool with carbs. Um, I don't think that that's needed here. Um, but I think she's going to be pretty happy with these fats. And, you know, one of the things that, that I talk a lot about, and I think it's interesting because I posted in the trend sheet group, and I know I've been a little chatty here and we've got a bunch of trend sheets to get through, but um, there's two things that go on, and, and we talk about a fair amount. When your calories are higher, I think naturally not only do you feel more energy, do you, you sleep better and all these other types of things. I don't think you give yourself the passes that you give yourself when your calories are low, right? So your calories are low. You don't particularly feel like working out. You go, well, I didn't really eat all that much. I'm not feeling 100%. You know, I think in similar situations when calories are normalized, people work out, right? Um, because they realize that it's an important part of, of the equation. And I think... You know, it just adds just that little extra incentive to kind of stick to the plan rather than always defaulting to calories being the only answer as it relates right. to, you know, creating a deficit. Because truthfully, um, you know, we, we posted, you know, uh, a gal, she's a, under 120 pounds. Um, her Super Day macros are, are right at 3,000 calories. Um, you, you really, what you really see, and, and I, I do feel like we don't get enough credit for this piece because, which doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I'm someone that lost a hundred pounds. So, so I feel like, you know, that should be a good example to people that we prioritize that. Um, but when you do not have a lot of excessive fat, your metabolism is going to be better. You're naturally going to be more active. And it just kind of like starts the snowball headed downhill. So much so that when you have an athlete, you know, female that's 116 pounds, for that person to put on muscle, the calories and food need to be so extreme. You know, and I don't think most people realize that so you know some of the advantages of of getting to a comfortable weight and I, I'll tell you the other thing too that that really has been striking to me in the last two to three weeks um, and just seeing all these different versions of beautiful right I mean like like dudes I feel like guys tend to be the big or small right um, mm -hmm. women I feel like there's so many different versions of, you know, what body composition looks like for females. And in yeah. some ways, I think that that, that creates like negative narratives, um, you know, within their heads. Um, I think it's always interesting because um, I, I, I think that, the, you know, most of the guys, well, 
much of the marketing that we do, you know, much of the marketing and fat loss in general is going to be to women, right? So most of the guys that show up are going to be husbands of wives or, or you know, people that um, are going to be relatively supportive. But it is always interesting to me to see the guys' reactions to women talking about themselves in the private groups and mm-hmm. and I just think that a lot of times the way that we see ourselves is not the way that the world sees us, you know. Right. Um, and you know, the sexiest thing in the whole world is confidence, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's something that is hard to do when the narrative in your head is always focusing on less, right? Right. So. While, yes, less can be an important component as it relates to your metabolism, as it relates to doing more with, with certain activities, um, you have to have it with a healthy dose of, of perspective. You know, you have to have it, you know, is that a good fit for me? Is that a good fit for my body type? You know, um, and so all those things come into play from that perspective. All right. So, we, so Ashley? Uh, yep. She specifically said, Paul changed me from fat loss to performance on September 14th, had asked me to check back in after a few weeks. Brad tweaked my macros a couple of times um, since October 14th and 20th. My training has changed a little bit to heavier strength, more intense. So she's just looking for any additional input. Yeah. So... From the macros that I had her at, Brad pulled them down a little bit. Um, I'm not sure that I would have done that necessarily, but it, you know, see, this is a good example. Like sometimes weight starts to go up a little bit and then Mm -hmm. people, you know, freak Freak out. 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 (laughs) Yeah. And so, so they sort of miss out. You know, because weight went up a pound or two, you know, on the top end. And we don't know that, you know, things wouldn't have come back. I mean, when I look at her steps, when I look at, you know, moving to strength, and when I look at, you know, um, her weight compared to height, you know, one of the things that that I think is really interesting uh as it relates to averages, because one of the things I always talk about in our coaching calls is that average female is 5'5", 155. Um, in Ashley's case, she would be less than that. Okay, but what do we know about the average female? Okay, the average female is not any to performer. Right. They are not deadlifting 315 pounds. So what does that mean? Well, it means that they don't have as much muscle. So right. if the average female is 155, 150, or 5'5", 155, then it stands to reason that Ashley, as a, as a really young athlete too, right, has more muscle and can lean out from that perspective. You know, BMI is good. Um, do we have any information on... on on Ashley's body fat percentage. Can you get yeah. that for me? Let's see here. 
I mean, but holy cow. Could you, I mean, her, yeah. her her sheet is like nothing but greens. You know, so she's following the plan. That's for sure. See, I think, and I don't have any problem with what Brad did, because obviously it did what she wanted it to do. You know, we, we kind of came back down to where... You know, she could be comfortable, but it's still, it's still not as comfortable as she'd like to be because, you know, she's still maybe a pound heavier than she was when, you know, we were coming out of the, the fat loss cycle. She, so she doesn't have any specific, uh, she did a handheld, yeah. um, a while ago, which it, she, she doesn't have that, but she did say he did increase her, her macros after one week because she asked for an increase. After yeah, he went down, and and I I like the fact that he went up on carbs there, and I know that last time we upped the fats, um, your your weight went up again, but you're 26 years old, you don't get another shot at 26, right? And I know that weight went up two pounds, um, but. When we're trying to put on lean mass, weight does need to go up a little bit. And that's something that I think everybody needs to hear a little bit more. You're already at average or below. You probably have more muscle than the average female has. Average female, I, I would argue, is probably around 30% um, body fat most of the time. Maybe a little bit higher, 32%. My guess is Ashley's probably the low 20s, right? Um, mm -hmm. what did she say in terms of, um, body fat percentage through the handheld? No, she didn't have one. Yeah. Okay. She said it was just a while ago. So. Yeah. So it's up to her. You know, what I would suggest that she should do is request a review. I don't want to make any changes right now on the fly. Okay. But I would like to see her her fats go back up to where we were on the fourteenth. I think that that was, I think that was good macros, and she should have just let that happen, you know. Um, and I think ultimately, because kind of there's this curve that ends up happening, where you know if you think about it, you're coming out of a fat loss phase, your energy isn't necessarily high, so your work capacity is not going to be where you would want it to be your body's not going to be functioning the way of course we get a phone call um uh, to interrupt um because we do this with facebook live of course on my phone right um, reminds you of like mr rogers neighborhood or something when he's doing a show and the phone rings yeah and uh but it was but my point my point being is that when we move calories up from a deficit we are going to see one to two pounds go up right off the bat but as you start to recover sometimes it takes week two weeks three weeks for that work capacity to start to catch up to where your body's at right your body's been at a deficit it's not feeling 100 percent. like she said she you know brad lowered her macros because because her weight started to go up a little bit kind of freaked her out um, but you know, if she had kind of allowed that adjustment to happen, you know, I, I know one thing for fact, she would not have been hungry at my macros. Right. Right. Um, 
And so sometimes... Her body fat was 19.5 in January. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, you know, what's the goal? What's, you know, I mean, if, if you're 19 for, I know it, with everybody, it's always lower, right? Um, does Ashley have visible abs? That, that's my question. She's 26 years old. She's very athletic. She lifts weights. She does a lot of cool stuff. What are we missing? Why is she? Okay. So if you don't have visible abs, then what you need to do is be working on building muscle, right? And the strength training that you're working on right now, you know, I, for those that don't know, um, I can see Ashley's workout log and I can see, you know, that she does CrossFit. She has some strength training in place. Uh, you can do a little bit more dedicated ab work, you know, uh, GHD sit-ups, you know, is something that I like a lot. And I, I usually superset that with um, with uh, barbell roll up. Uh, not bar well, you can do barbell rollouts, but um, ab wheel rollouts. Um, uh, that's I'll probably do that today. Today is is a rest day for me, so it's one of those days. I, you know, one of the things that I've been doing recently is kind of this triplet of of um, of GHD sit ups. Ab wheel rollouts and then dragon flags, um, and my guess is that twenty six year old super beast, you know, <laughs> like like if you show up and start doing dragon flags at your gym, everybody's gonna think you're like the most badass twenty six year old athlete on the planet. Um, by the way, uh, so yesterday. I was working on my uh, pegboard progression, and I got <laughs> I got the highest that I've gotten so far. I do think that I um I don't know how to do it yet. Yeah, I don't know how to do it yet. Um, and I'm going to look at a progression on YouTube just to kind of see what. But one of the things that I was doing is that I would take the 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 prongs that you put in and I'm like showing everybody on Facebook but I would take the prongs that you put in and then I would pull myself up and then I'm kind of tired at that point what you know I've seen a couple of the other guys do at my gym that I think is a little bit better is they pull the 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 prongs into their chest and then they make their move they pull the prong into the chest and then reset again and kind of do it that way. Um, huh. I didn't really give that a good shot. Like the first time I tried it was the nope. time that I got the highest, right? Um, was it at my gym? It was not. Was that the first time? <laughs> that was not the first time. Uh, that was that was probably the first time. Well, I don't know. I I think that I I think I tried it at the CrossFit Games too. Um, I, I know this, I tried that salmon ladder, um, uh -huh. that you see on uh, Ninja Warrior and that is ridiculously hard. <laughs> um, see, I think a lot of these things are, are if you practice them, you know, so, yeah. you know, it, it's sort of the question of double unders, you know, I know this is kind of sidetracking and we've got some, some people, um, so okay. here, it, to, to finish Ashley, what I'd like to see her do is move her macros. 
she can request a review and we can do that. But I would like to move her back Got macros it. to the plan that we were going to shoot for. I think that was a good plan for her. All right. So all she got to do is request a review and Brad or I will take care of that. Okay. Um, um, when we Amanda look, West. Yeah, hold on. But when we look yeah. at the CrossFit games, there's a couple things that um, – and I know that that's part of the appeal, right? But when you look at something like pegboard or something like, like – uh, um, well, double unders, you know, double unders, yeah. double unders is a skill that I would argue is not a real true test of fitness, right? A true test of fitness would be that you've never seen it and most people could do it as long as they were relatively fit. But when you start to up the skill level, you know, yeah. and I would argue even even that a lot of the Olympic lifts, right? Like a, a lot of the Olympic lift where you're kind of, um, you, you've got to clean the squat or, or something yeah. or, or squat, clean the squat. <laughs> squat the clean or squat the snatch to get to your heaviest late weight. You're not going to be able to do that. And so what's interesting about, about CrossFit and I like the idea of adding these new elements um, to kind of keep it interesting, but at the same time, is that a high skill activity or is it a fitness activity? I would argue that, you know, climbing walls or, or something of that nature, a relatively fit person can do those things without a great deal of form. I would argue that, you know, Olympic weightlifting is not something that someone can pick up necessarily without a good amount of skill work right to get to that kind of maximal piece and so i think you know as a test of fitness is how much is their skill work compared to you know just um basic fitness and i think the discussion is interesting because when we look at what someone's trying to do from a fat loss perspective are you better off, like for instance, with, with pegboard progression? You get to failure really quickly. So I can sit there and I can get to, you know, the fifth or sixth peg, right? But then after a while, you know, I'm only getting to one or two. How useful is that from a fat loss perspective? How useful is that from a perspective of, of you know, um, getting better at exercise. You'd be much better off working on the skills outside of that that would help you get better. So that's what I'm expecting when I go to YouTube, kind of do my research on pegboard progressions, is to sort of, sort of see you know, how people go to that. But if, if you saw it randomly, that's a high skill activity. There's no question in my mind about that. All right, so we've got a million trend sheets yeah. I mean, it's, so, and I'm seeing there's a lot of people that, that we see fairly often. These are not new people. <laughs> yeah, these are not, you know. Um, well, Amanda, for Amanda, it's her kind of two-week check-in. So that's why she was asking. She is in group coaching. Yeah, Amanda's, to... Amanda's super beast mode. Um, okay. Just check-in. So, 
Every, she's weight seems stable, lean muscle mass, last two months, um, appetite's great, comfortable making gains, sharp week, so she's good with the bounce up in weight a little bit. Yeah. Um, just wanting to see a trend down um, and on performance, wondering if she needs to pick up inactivity. She doesn't want to lose her food, for sure. I mean, well, if we're not losing food, we have to work on the activity piece, right? Um, right. I do think that we can get one notch down, you know, so rather than advertise to the whole world, um, you know, I do think we could get four pounds lower um, and that would be adequate amount of progress. Um, the best thing about Amanda by far, I wish so many people would embrace this, is... Well, one, she's already seen a great deal of progress, and most of that progress has come from the activity piece rather than fully, uh, solely focusing on um, the uh, you know lowering calories all the time. And so, once you get to that place where you're comfortable there, um, you don't want to lose your food. You want to maintain your energy, and you want to make sure that. Um, the things that you're doing are progressing and that's difficult to do when you start to take away food. And I think that, the, you know, the, the thing that I love about Amanda's approach better than, than other people, um, sometimes, um, not to call anyone out per se, but, um, <laughs> is that she's sticking to a plan, right? And, you know, we talked about this a little bit earlier if your weight goes up a pound or two and you immediately panic and want to change the plan, did you really give that plan a shot? Right? Um, and then... What, every day. Yeah. And what's the end game? You know, I mean, mm -hmm. like, you know, you'll see games athletes that one year you'll see them kind of, kind of loose. And then the next year they're sort of ripped up. And you find out that they're five pounds heavier. It's like, well, yeah, because they gave that muscle building a shot. And then, of course, the, the mm -hmm. you know, the amount of work capacity that they can do is just so huge. Um, I did okay. have someone, hold on one second. How do I get this done on my trend sheet so I can hear your thoughts on it? Is that time for a review yet? But just curious. Um, well, if you go, if you, Shannon, if you go to um, the trend sheet group, right now you'll see that you can add your trend sheet i don't know that we're going to be able to do it this time but we can maybe try to squeeze it in at the end of the class all right amanda's looking great okay. love what she's doing always love what she's doing okay all right jenny so jenny, jenny she's got some feedback here for you okay um she's concerned about stalled progress at crossfit um and up weight weight trend how mm -hmm. much is too much CrossFit? She goes six days, feel like I'm falling backwards on the weights and movements. Not sure if my recovery should be better. Resting heart rate is always high 60s, low 70s. Heard it should be lower. Also, the trend up in weight with the lowered progress is concerning. Makes me think the weight I'm putting on isn't really muscle. Starting a new job Monday, maybe it's stress, um, but it's been up for a bit. Yeah, well, first of all, you know, um, Jenny's calories are fine they're they're set for high work capacity uh when your resting heart rate is higher like that that typically is a sign that you're overtrained it's not the only sign um 
mixing in, you know, I mean, the easiest way to kind of do this is to change the intensity of your workouts rather than changing your workouts per se. Um, let me let me take a look at um, her workout log. Maybe she's updating. Okay, she's not updating the workout log. I mean, I, the other thing I would also say is if you're sick, I, I know that those couple weeks when I was sick, my, my um, resting heart rate was up as well. Yeah. And had a struggle coming down again. Well, and don't you feel like like being overtrained is a version of sick, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I feel like if you're not allowing yourself an adequate amount of rest, you know, like I think most people know um, there's no secret to how I lost a lot of weight. I worked out a lot, right? Um, but in my workouts, you know, and I was like Amanda. Amanda Amanda West is the female version of Paul Nobles, right? Um <laughs> And and so so is Kylie. She's gonna wear that like a crown. Right? And so is Kylie Alexis and a lot of other people that that are eat performers, and and I think you know Jenny it kind of fits that mold as well. But at some point you have to go. Okay, am I gonna be able to do this when I'm 82? And if that's the case, you know, what's that going to look like? And it's not going to look like. Two days. It's not going to look like you know 485 pound deadlifts. You know, um, it might look like a version of that, right? But the intensity of the workouts are some things that I would change right off the bat. Maybe move to. Um, I mean, she said her workout log is up to date. Well, Chinese. I'm looking at the workout log. Okay, okay. I'm, sometimes I don't scroll down, so. Um, yeah, I mean, she's just working out a lot, you know? Yeah. Um, and if I was working out a lot, so like as an example on her super day, you know, see, this is a, this is a great example of, of harder, but not necessarily smarter. Right. And, um, on her super day, um, she did squats, deadlifts and clean and jerk. Any one of those exercises, um, yeah should destroy your central nervous system, right? Yeah. All three of them, you know, you can sometimes deal with kind of like almost a fever, you know, like a low-grade fever as your body starts to recover. So what'd she follow that up with? A low day, clean and jerk, lightweight, very next day, heavy farmer carry. Like, it, we just need to start mixing in more recovery in this process Right. Um, and she's also crossfitting on the same days that she's strength. I think that's a big mistake for a lot of people. You know, um, now on the one strength day, she did solely focus on strength. One of the things that I would probably like to see from her, she's doing the her heavy weights on the super day. I don't do that. Um, I use my super and high days as days that um, I will have rest days or low activity days. So I'll, I'll tend to go for like hikes or longer walks later in the afternoon. But typically your, your low day is the day before your super day. Um, and it does look like she's doing, I don't know, she's kind of all over the map with the rhythm. 
Um, she seems to be kind of doing the macros the way that she wants to do them based on her workouts. And that's not what we recommend. What we recommend is you pick either a seven-day or eight-day. Truthfully, you know, when we move to the app, we're moving to seven-day, right? There's no other right. way to program it, you know, without a whole lot of coding. So we're going to move to seven-day. Um, so she's saying that you had um, previously suggested she do high, medium, medium, low, high, medium, medium, low. Okay. Um because the calories are set so high the last time. Yeah. I gotcha. So so there was really no need for a super day. Okay. Um, and so she, it looks like she's doing a... Um, so she's been doing that. Okay. So so that, that really doesn't apply. Okay. Basic point here is what we need to do is get a little bit smarter about recovery, right? Um, and we need to make sure that our sleep is good. Um, her sleep seems okay. A lot of seven-hour days, you know. Um, and then she'll have kind of like one of these 520 or 597 minutes, you know, wow. 642. That tells me that those 478, 420, 429, 367, 350, 393, all those days, you know, I wish we could be a little bit more consistent there. Sometimes life circumstances don't allow for that. Um, in terms of the weight going up, you know, I think she is right. I think that if you don't have an adequate amount of recovery, you're just doing more and it ends up being rough. It ends up being catabolic as a result, right? Because what you're ultimately trying to do with exercise is you're trying to either periodize it in a way and, and you know, this is probably something that you know, I don't know if you have the, the, the podcast we did with Alex Vieta, but you want to periodize it in a way where your long stuff is away from your heavy stuff. I mean, she's just kind of just bam, yeah. you know, everything hard, right? And, and, and maybe as a justification for the food. Um, I would argue that she could probably get away with the same amount of food, allow for a little bit of recovery, little bit better rest, you know, and we can see things benefit from there. But if sleep is compromised, almost certainly resting heart rate is going to be compromised. And her sleep, you know, at times isn't great, right? Um, mm -hmm. So that's something to think mm -hmm. about there. Okay. All right. So Marcus. Yep has two questions. Uh, is there a point when I have to go back to TDE levels or above, or can I go in a deficit for as long as I reach my low body fat percentage? Um, it depends. Um, does a seven day. Yeah, it depends. I think, okay. um, he also says I hit my numbers really well. I'll but on the weekends, hey, you kind of broke up, Sarah. Time to fall off the wagon. Sarah, can oh, you talk can again? Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. So I hit my numbers really well, all green. But on the weekends, when I go home from university, parents' home, I tend to fall off the wagon. Yeah, well, because you're. Yeah, no, I mean, it makes sense because. And his girlfriend does ETP as well. It, it makes sense because he's dieting. 
right? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, he was 250 in September, and he's right at 235. Um, my suggestion to you is to get to 235, and then let's get back to normal calories. I mean, he has age in his favor. He has height in his favor. I mean... I'd be interested to know what his body fat percentage is because it's probably not as bad as he thinks. Um, you know, certainly there's probably still some some fat to use, but he's he's getting real close to that that magic spot. My suspicion is that, you know, as long as his activity levels higher, I mean, right now he eats less than I do, right, um, and like quite a bit less than I do, by the way. Um, and I'm 5'8", and he's 6'2", you know? Well, you sort of have to do that to get into a deficit on occasion, but that's why he gets into those bingy type of things on the weekends, right? Um, he's just hungry, you know? So my suggestion is let's get to 235, and then once we're at 235, let's start reversing. We'll use, you know, maybe not 240, but definitely 238, 239, it's kind of like that window of opportunity, and then we'll reset for two, three months, and then we'll kind of go into the to the two twenties, maybe low two twenties. Um, my suspicion is that six two two twenty. I mean, if you were to ask me, like what I would, if if I could pick my ideal height and weight, that might be it, six two two twenty, right? <laughs> I mean, because that you know, like you can. You can be a muscular person. And at 28, you know, I was just thinking about this because there's a lot of discussion in sports about HGH. And, you know, I was reading a lot of stuff this weekend about, um, you know, Hollywood and and how these guys put on so much mass. You know, I mean, yeah. we all we all know that there's right. some there's some needles involved. Um, but when you're 28. You know, you do have a lot of things going for you, you know, naturally um, that, that you know, on the, on the black market, you know, costs a lot of money, you know. So you don't want to miss that opportunity, right, um, by constantly dieting. So I think we're real close to having to move to um, normal TD. And normal TD for him would be high. You know, it'd be somewhere in the 4,000, 4,200 range just based on height and age. Um, I don't know that we want to go that high, but we definitely want to get to a point where, um, like his highest fats were, were 80, 80, 100. My fats currently are 86, 86, 114. That's where I think he kind of needs to land with fats. Maybe we don't have to be necessarily so aggressive with carbohydrates the next time around. But I would like to see his fats um, stabilized for two to three months before we look at a, de a deficit beyond that. And I think he should be able to stay weight stable and potentially go a little bit lower. I mean, we want to use that 235 to 238 as kind of like this, this window of opportunity. But, you know, we see it over and over again that with added energy, with more food people can go from 235 to like mid 230s even even under 230 so I, I think that that's very realistic for his age height weight all that stuff all right perfect
and then the, do you want to um the Krista? Krista, yes. And so that would be the last one. I don't know. Can you take a look because I think mm -hmm. Shannon was maybe. Um, I don't have a Shannon. I have a Jared. No. <clears throat> All Krista right. said, "Yep." Um, I'll ask me to come back after a um, couple weeks. He moved me from fat loss to performance about a month ago. Been struggling to get in my steps, and I'm <clears throat> not as consistent with my macros. Although my calories are all green, yeah, I am still losing down almost another pound today, and I'm not sad about that. Trying to figure out if I should keep striving towards weight loss or just recomp at this point. Well. I mean, she's pretty much doing it exactly as I said it for Marcus, right? Um, you know, she got to X amount of weight, and now she's down, you know, two or three pounds, depending on, you know, which day we're actually talking about. I want to take a look at the exact day I changed it, which was a little over a month ago. Um, so, a couple thoughts, Right. Um, first of all, I think these are, are fine macros. Um, my suggestion would be that we bump these macros a tiny bit um, just because I think that that's going to set things up for recomp down the line, but also for a deficit if that's what we want to look at, right? She She's sort of... Um, I mean, wow, in terms of height, you know, um, I'm going to go ahead and make a change here because I, I, I think that that's, you know, I often will tell people, you know, we need to go at least one notch up. Mm -hmm. Th this is exactly the scenario that I'm talking about typically. Which I know can be scary for people, but at the same time, you know, it's, it just sets up, well, not only does it set up getting better at exercise, it, it, it you know, you lean out, yeah. you know, with muscle. Um, but it is, like it is sort of interesting, though. It is sort of interesting, though, talking, um, who are we talking about? The crazy working out? Um, let's see. Yeah, Jenny. Would you say the crazy? Yeah, she's like crazy working out all the time. You know, it's like, well, you gotta, you know. I think sometimes people get get this extra food and then they start working out all the time, and it's like, well, no. Like part of what we're trying to accomplish is to get you to a place where, um, we're we're recovering as well. And that's what allows mm -hmm. for that better metabolism. That's what allows for... Getting, um, Jenny, that the Alex um, be at a podcast because I think that that helps explain to people yes. that you don't have to... It's not stop working out because we what we yeah. happens is we increase calories and we always tell people, okay, make sure you increase your volume as well. But some people, I think that translates into working aggressively all the time instead of... Yeah, and I think theory. the way that Alex talks about it changed the way that I, well, first of all, I was already working out similar to what he was talking about because I, I just knew that, the you know, I, I, I needed a break. And as I was aging, I needed to yeah. do some things. And that's where this low intensity work became really important for my journey. I think that's, that's something that we all need to look at as we age too, right? Is 
can I really do a half marathon every week? Can I do 15 mile runs? Or is it better to just add in a little bit more low intensity work? Um, and I think for a lot of people, it's adding that low intensity. So I did up Krista's numbers here. Oh, that's so funny. So Krista just commented, her and Jenny work out together. <laughs> they, <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that's funny. All right. So can you get me, um, did you say there was one more person? Jared, yep. Jared. Hold on here, Garrett. Oh man, we did not do that at the same time. <laughs> okay, why is it not coming up? Hold on here. Jeez Louise. There is no more Midwest statement than Jeez Louise. Jeez Louise? Jeez really? Louise, yeah. Feels very I love nice. that. Jeez Louise. Oh, oh my goodness. I say oh my Nelly all the time. Yeah. Well, that's just, okay. that's just strange. This is not the point in the podcast where you start making fun of me, just so you know. That's for Friday. Today is all business. All business. Okay. All right. So, so Jared got... says <clears throat> the weekend, this weekend will be two weeks to set these macros. So he'll be out of town Sunday to Tuesday and we'll be indulging a bit, just checking in to see if any adjustments need to be made. Well, I mean, like if you wanted to look at somebody that is just taking the performance thing and, and ran with it, it's Jared, right? Um, I'm just trying to take a look at at night from from the 9th of September to the 26th. And you know, the thing that the thing that gets me is that people will often complain about you know being accused of not doing very much, right? Well, it's it's hard to like compare someone, right, who is trying to do things with calories and eating super low and wondering why they're not seeing results, and then looking at Jared, who went up in calories twice, has lost, you know, close to 10 pounds in a month and a half. I would think that if you were to ask most people, you know, Jared, now, you know, don't, don't get me wrong. Jared, you know, is, is a bigger dude, right? Um, he's almost six feet tall. He's 27 years old. I mean, it's kind of funny because there's a lot of similarities between him and Marcus, you know, but why would you waste that time? Why would you waste that opportunity? There's so many dudes on the internet that are just trying to get little and I'm yeah. like, if you're 24 years old and you weigh 170 pounds, like, don't talk to me till you get to 200. You know what I mean? Like, like, just do that because just doing that while weightlifting and being active 
will do almost everything that you want. But if you're sitting there, you know, counting your calories, seeing if you're eating enough celery and stuff like that, so your appetite is fine. Like yeah. Drink, you know, drinking 12 glasses of water. It's like, dude, dude, please. You know, I mean, the way that, that Jared's doing it is the way that I did it, you know, where, you know, I, I think that what Jared is exposing is that when you expand your window, there's a lot more opportunity. But when you constrict that window with calories, you really miss that opportunity. And that, that's not to say that, you know, um, I'm, I'm sure Jared has fat loss goals. I'm sure that, that you know, um, at some point we might be looking at a bigger deficit. But as long as he's doing it the way that he's doing it, you know, because he's talking about having a little bit more flexibility as it relates to this weekend. I mean, dude, go ahead. Yeah. Because that. Party it up. Yeah. <laughs> like a great example would be this weekend for me. You know, um, my goal this weekend, it, it's it's typically, it's, it's a weekend that we use in the fall. I'm not going to track. We're going up north. Um, I wouldn't even say that activity was the big priority. Uh, just just got it you know every day was like over nine hours sleep you know had one day that was yeah. 10 hours sleep and just i need that so bad <laughs> really just tried to get in you know a good amount of rest and i came back and my weight you know was up four and a half pounds right here it is wednesday only three days later and my weight's back to normal right um mm -hmm. you gotta have those moments to allow for, that's the biggest mistake I think that the, the good majority of people make when dieting, right? They never allow the scale to go up. And so, you know, their body just kind of gets to that point where it just hits a wall and it will not go past that wall, right? And so uh, I think what Jared's talking about, even if it, even if, you know, even you know, if Jared's listening, even if your weight goes up over three pounds, which is, you know, those numbers that we never like, right? It's still okay. It, it, it could be the impetus for, you know, going down two pounds from where you're at. But right now, um, I think some of the, sometimes those moments of freedom, I think that's the, what we do differently than most, you know, strict dieting type programs where they say, no, absolutely, have your cheat days. Well, mm -hmm. if if you, you are really eating super restrictive and you're hungry all the time, you're not having a reasonable cheat day. You're going to just eat everything in the house, you know, and then go buy more, you know. And I feel like when you... you have things that you like to eat most of the time, you don't feel a need to go to those extremes. Now that doesn't mean that, you know, once you open up the door a little bit, I mean, we all have those, those things. One day of that isn't going to be so bad. I would say of my weekend, you know, um, what, what day was it? I think it was Saturday where it was a super day. It was really like a super duper day. That was probably the day that got me like three or four pounds that one day. Yeah. Um, but, and, and, and like I said, my, you know, we did some walking, there wasn't a lot of resistance training, you know, I did some push-ups and stuff like that, but nothing too crazy. Um, 
that that you know even on that day things weren't too nuts but the days around that you know they were relatively reasonable yeah i ate flexibly but you know i wasn't deprived all the time you know and then i think what ends up happening is is people get into these states they come back from from their mini vacations or whatever you know they their weight was you know dramatically down because they were starving and then because they were starving they ended up binging and because they were binging they come home and check the scale and then they feel like they've you know wasted their time with their dieting cycle i would argue that they probably didn't that they could allow for you know the best thing that you can do with eat to perform when you have kind of these these you know small weekend vacations is just get back into the plan if you just get back into the plan yeah. you know that'll be 90 percent. but the problem is that's not what people do right they start doing their own version they start to eat less and 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 now all of a sudden it ends up you know kind of messing up the 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 way things work because their workouts get compromised um and you know, a lot of times if you start back in the back low days, you know, it sort of misses the value of, of cycling in the carbohydrates. So, all right, you guys. Well, I appreciate everybody being here. Um, this obviously went a little bit long, but it was a good one, and we got a lot of good trend sheets in. So uh, we will talk to you guys later. Sarah, do you want to say goodbye to everyone? Goodbye to everyone. Have a great day. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Bye now. Bye.